Yeah. So um, we've got a special, special edition episode, limited edition. I just like to say things like that. Um, this time for you. It's a, a live podcast, which we haven't done for a, a while. Um, and we went to, to the big city of London, didn't we, Em? Big London! <laughs> big London. <laughs> and uh, so that was new. We've not done a live podcast in big London. And it was outside. We've not done a live podcast outside, have we? Nope. So, so yeah, we took ourselves to big London for the weekend um, as part of... Um, the artist Scotty's Council Culture Weekend, which was a weekend of artists who were raised on council estates or social housing, things like that. Basically, a weekend of amazing people doing good shit, I think. Yeah, pretty much. And what was amazing is because, you know, we all know what what is going on at the moment. And depending on when you listen to this episode... You know, this was recorded in mid-July 2021. So at this point, you're sort of free, but also the cases are going crazy and everyone's getting pinged and it's all a bit mad. But when we went down, it was kind of an amazing feeling, to be honest, because we could see people, um, we were walking around in the city. So it sort of was like this double-edged kind of, this is amazing, the world is coming back, but also like, Oh my god, <laughs> I'm feeling really scared. <laughs> yeah, to set the scene, I feel like it was the week of the what they're calling now the pandemic because we actually did the live podcast on the day of the Euro, Euro Euros, yeah, Euros final. So you know, um, birth of the Wembley variant, as they're calling it. I don't know. I've, I've read many articles, but yeah. So setting the scene, it was kind of like, yeah. Because things change so much these days. Within like two days, something's completely different. True. And I mean, the the whole vibe as well of us being in London was like amazing because obviously we're from the north. So when you go on any when you go on a trip to London, it's like your holidays. So we went on as holidays. Um, and yeah, we we <laughs> closer to the time we were reminded by our friends and family who know about more about football than we do that actually, you know, England had gone through and they would be at Wembley that exact day. So we knew it might be a little fruity in the streets that day. And it was. Fruity. (laughs) It was extremely wild on the streets. I mean, I got pinged literally the next day. So I did a full 10 day stint after it. Um, But yeah, anyway, so we were obviously invited by Scotty and it was at the South Bank, which... It's just unreal to think we were at the South Bank, to be fair, because we're just some, you know, some lasses in the North doing a DIY podcast. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> massive thanks to Scotty for, for inviting us, because that was unreal. Um, so, yeah, th- this is basically it. I mean, you can probably hear throughout um, some of the, the people that were more often than not shirtless and wearing England flags as capes, cheering as they walked past um so you can hear that in the recording but i shouldn't have really said it i should have said they were just all of our adoring fans yeah Um, rabble rousing fans yeah that's it invited all the lads (laughs) down last capes (laughs) but yeah written poor lass on their faces Um, big p and l on the cheeks (laughs) yeah that's what that's what it was they weren't all there for, for the footy not at all they were there for us (laughs) <laughs> yeah, absolutely um, 
I'd like to add that anyone that knows me, we stayed over in a hotel and I was worried that I wouldn't be able to get a continental breakfast where I can get like seven courses because of the pandemic. But you could, they just served you. So I was very happy to stay in a hotel and have several courses of breakfast set me up for the day. Um, Also a disclaimer, I feel like the theme that we chose for this episode as soon as we finished, there was a million things I realised we didn't chat about, so we're going to have to do a part two. Yeah, we should definitely do it. that. Because, you know, telly is the best. And, I mean, if you didn't already know, this is going to be about telly. <laughs> so, <laughs> it is a Paul Last Live, this time in Big London, live from the South Bank, talking about telly. Here we go, here's the live recording for you. Enjoy! Yeah. <laughs> Is it working? Tap <laughs> me water. Yay! So yeah, I'm. Well, you got you got to say it first. That's the order. Your name. Oh, it's Aya, and then I do yeah. A up in it. So Aya. A up. <laughs> um, see where I'm, Selena. And I'm Em. Uh, and we're uh, just a couple of poor lasses. Doing a podcast. Um, so, yeah, we've come from, from the north. Um, so uh, it's nice to be in big London. <laughs> um, I've come from Manchester. So whereabouts I've come from is kind of in between where H lives and where Bugsy Malone lives and down the road from where Kavanagh's nan is. Um, these are just our <laughs> adoring fans as they're approaching. Can you hear them? <laughs> It's the only event that's happening today. <laughs> um, so I'm from Doncaster, which is mostly known for Louis from One Direction and uh, now Youngblood, who's an interesting oh, yeah. <laughs> young character. So yeah, today we're going to be talking about watching telly. And to be fair, we've done 20 plus episodes of the podcast and not one time have we done an episode about telly. Which is a bit wild to think about it, because we talk about telly a lot. A lot. Yeah, we've probably done enough telly material to last one full episode, if we edited it out anyway. But here we are, today is telly, and this event is all about reunion. Yeah. So we feel like, really, whenever you get together with people over the last year and a half, what you've been doing is talking about what you've been watching on telly. So yeah, what you've been up to? Well, I've watched this and I've watched that. What else have you been doing? I went to Asda and I've watched some telly. Like, that's literally <laughs> what we've all been doing for the past year. In between a few episodes of smashing a full box set, I went to the shops. And then <laughs> not done anything else, not done anything exercise. else. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, today is uh, all about talking about telly. Yeah, and we've got some uh, gems on the screen there for you to uh, remind you of all the great telly people and the great telly shows that, we've, that exist but yeah, is it working? Can you people see this? Yeah, I don't know that I can't see. Uh, cheer, when, cheer when your fave comes on. Cheer when your fave comes on. Yeah, that's what we want you to do. Um, but obviously, our, our entire vibe, as we like to say, our entire theme is that we're a couple of working class lasses. So we won't, won't be right talking about telly if we weren't like saying it's, it's, like, it's a working class institution watching the telly. <laughs> it, it is, isn't it? <laughs> that's that's it what it's all about. Um, so yeah, that's kind of that's that's what we're going to be chatting about. So, to kick things off, then, um, how do you watch the telly? Well, I think for me, we talked about this before. 
you've got to get the telly set up ready for when you're having your tea. Because if you start making your tea and then you sit down and you haven't chose what you've got on telly yet, do you know what I mean? It's got to be in order. Yeah. Well... Because you're not going to sit at the table, are you? You're going to sit in front of the telly. Well, for, yeah, because I feel like the first time I went to someone's house and I knew they were middle class and I wasn't middle class was when they were like, tea's ready, and then they turned off the telly and we sat at the table. And I was just like... You know, I'm like, where's my tray with the padded bottom? <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, you know, we sit down and we talk to each other and that was like... That concept blew my mind, that you could sit down and you know, at a table and not just like munch while you're watching Corrie in the background. So yeah, I feel like that. So yeah, definitely. I have started eating at the table more to help my digestion, you know, but it, it doesn't mean I have right. in my class, you know, I'm still, <laughs> I've still got the telly on in the background, I just listen to it. Um, but yeah, I definitely feel like setting it up for your tea is a big thing. Putting it on as soon as I got in from school, watching it all the way through, also a big thing. Yeah, also, like, just the integration of it into your life. Like, I have this nice memory of my granddad. He used to come round every Sunday for his Sunday dinner. And uh, he used to have a nap after his Sunday dinner. And he knew exactly the moment to wake up when it was time for calendar. <laughs> so he just knew. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like telly was very much, like, a part of that whole thing. Because they're in the South, maybe you should tell people what... Calendar's like your local news, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Not Whatever for me. Day. I've got Granada, you've got Calendar. Yeah, all up north, you know, but he liked Calendar best. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> not not for in the audience. Love for a bit of Krista. Um, obviously, like back in the day, you had your big tellies, and I still, I still don't like flat screens because I'm like, where do I put the remote? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like when you went to bed, you put the remote on the telly, and that's where it lived. So, like, I don't like it now because I'm always like, where's the remote? But I feel like now, having a big telly... Like, there was a time when a big telly was embarrassing because it meant a big box telly. But now having a big telly is kind of like... Poor people who have big tellies, you know... For shame. Get shamed for that. Like, the, the poorer you are, the bigger your telly. And then you're not allowed to have that telly because you, you're poor, so why have you bought a big telly? Yeah. You should be feeding your kids and not yeah, buying it's like, yeah. <laughs> People are like, why is Marcus Rashford raising money? Topical mention of footballer. Why is Marcus Rashford raising money for, you know, for these kids who don't, who don't school dinners if you've got a massive telly? So I think, yeah. I think you, you like a big telly, don't you? I love a big telly, me. Also, like, really, do people not know that catalogues exist? <laughs> <laughs> so I've not paid for, up front for that big telly. No one's buying a telly never, never. for 600 quid. It's on for... £1.26 out the catalogue yeah, every week. I've been paying that off for longer than someone pays <laughs> off a mortgage. It's like, yeah, £1.26 and my big... My, I don't even know what's a big... 32 inches small, is it? Consolidate it every five years. <laughs> Move it over. So, yeah, I feel like telling people they can't have a big telly is a big bugbear. Yeah, I just shut up. So, in terms of, like, shaming people on telly, what we wanted to talk about as well is how... We feel like there's two like types of portrayal of working class people on telly. Yeah. You've either got like people who you know like really nice. We've got some examples of really nice versions on the tellys at the side of us. But the other side is like when people just do horrible reality shows and they make working class people look awful all the time. So what we wanted to talk about is like how aside from that 
what we learned when we were growing up from reality TV because reality TV like came about when we were sort of teenagers and stuff didn't it really so um, like for me I think how I realised that if you if you work in class but then you earn money or you win the lottery you don't become middle class you actually just become nouveau riche and I think I learned that from reality TV because like when you see Katie Price whose house is completely full of dog shit and <laughs> And Kerry Katona, like, there was this amazing scene that I've probably talked about several times where she's, like, she would just talk into camera on this reality show and she had a cig behind her ear and she took the cig out, she leant over and lit it on the hob and I was just like... <laughs> it's like, yeah, money, can't buy you, you, money can't buy you class in air quotes. Yeah, so that's how I learned that you just actually <laughs> became nouveau riche, you just became another version of working class but with money. yeah. Don't change it. Like Del Boy, who's been on the screen. Yeah, we were saying for all, you know, like when he, you know, got rich, just bought his flat in Peckham. And then, <laughs> you know, I think it, I was saying, we were having a chat and I was saying like, how, if I guess a few years ago, it was rife, like that kind of, what, like poverty porn and any show about, like any kind of real life show, like documentary about working class people. It, even though it wasn't, it, they were like, oh, we've not shed in that light. There was always like this one-sided view that you were meant to kind of either pity them or laugh at them, yeah. or just roll your eyes and be like, is there any wonder that you've not got any money? But I find like, that like any, whenever you think of like a really good representation of working class people, it's usually like a sitcom or a comedy show. You often yeah. don't get like a factual show that isn't like kind of just mocking people. Yeah. So I feel like that, obviously growing up it was more comedy shows, but then as I've gotten older, it's this kind of, oh, everyone roll your eyes at the poor people, here they are again the big flat screen TVs, <laughs> giving the kiddies chips. <laughs> no nutritional value. Get an happy value. meal for your breakfast. Yeah. But, yeah, so I feel like there's, like, two, two very different representations. And we were saying kind of how, like, when working-class people make a TV show and you can, like, laugh but with yourselves, it's like an in-joke. Yeah, yeah. Because you were saying about, like, Peter Kay and putting the big light on. Like, how is that funny? <laughs> But, like, you know, just some of the things he said, they weren't, like, groundbreaking genius comedy, but they yeah. made you laugh. When What was that one? Um, just calling his shows, like, buying my mum a bungalow tour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put big light on. All that sort of stuff. Like, when it, it's spitting. Yeah, it's like you're laughing, but you're laughing with, with like, your, your working-class community. You're laughing at stuff you do, but you're allowed to laugh as opposed to someone putting something out and you're like, let's laugh at the people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Peter Kay, the man, the legend. <laughs> Never tire of watching a repeat of Peter Kay. <laughs> <laughs> so then, obviously, you know, I feel like with comedy, it's often because the people that have written it are, like, working-class writers or, you know, people who have come from that background but then not always the people that are playing the roles are working yeah. class. So, like, what are, your, what are your thoughts and feelings on that? Well, the most controversial thing is that time we discovered that Ralph Little is not working class. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> well, I guess it, it's like, do we think that it's every working class character should be played by a working class actor... Or do they just have to be actors who are good at playing working class? Like that really posh guy who plays the main guy in Shameless. Because he's like a trained actor. <laughs> an actor. He's not an actor, he's an actor. He's an actor, yeah. <laughs> so what, what's the but, best? Because I, I feel like, like I was saying to you, I, was like, I don't expect 
every like working class character to be played by a working class actor. I'd prefer that because I was saying I got in like during lockdown, I got into Ackley Bridge. I finally started watching Ackley Bridge. And like one of the main characters was like, she's amazing, I love her. Then I did my usual, started Googling, and I was like, oh, she's, first of all, she's not from Yorkshire. She's not even northern. And then she was a bit posh, and I was like, oh. She's an actor. She's, she's an actor. But, but she, <laughs> I think it was, she did a scene where she was in the school play, and I was like, she put on like a posh acting voice, and I was like, that's her real voice. And that's when I instantly Googled to see where she came from. Yeah, that but felt too natural, that. She played it, yeah, I was like, what a minute. But she played it so well, and I feel like, if you're giving working class people the opportunities, like offering them out first, you know, and giving them a platform, then I, I don't mind the odd non-working class, the odd Ralph Little slipping through the net. <laughs> I feel like he did such a good job that he just pulled the wool over all of our eyes. <laughs> as long as you're not like playing it in a Mickey-taking way, yeah. then I'm, I'm, I'm into it. I mean, I even that guy from Shameless though, that's like the extreme of playing a working class character, but he managed it. Yeah. That's a, yeah, I feel like if you can deliver it with the conviction then then I'm alright. Yeah. But yeah, I don't want like you know, everyone every character to be played by someone who has who can't relate to it. So I guess that's it. If you can relate to it, you're gonna deliver it a bit better. Because you know I know I know about acting. I know what acting's like. <laughs> I like the way you did I that know, with your hand. I know I know about acting. About acting. <laughs> I you know I know about acting. But yeah, because I was reading um an article um, the other, I think I was messaging you after like the other week, and it was about how, about open casting and how that kind of adds like a more diverse range. And I didn't even think about the fact that if you don't go into places where people aren't this certain set of people, because I feel like to be an actor, you probably have to have some kind of safety net or you're gonna struggle because you know, you, you're not yeah. always having a job. And they were saying like open casting's great because you can, that is how you're going to get more diverse people in the acting business. And then it reminded me of um, one time I nearly was an actor. Yes. <laughs> so when I was at high school, um, I remember my dance teacher was like, oh, there's some people coming to um, like audition kids. Because I didn't even think that, that that's a thing that happens. That's what this article was saying, that like, they're going to schools and into areas where people wouldn't even think they were actors and then audition people randomly and they're like, oh, I love it. So yeah, so I, I went to this audition for a film called There's Only One Jimmy Grimble, um, which was a loosely related about football. See, topical again. <laughs> and like, I think Robert Carlyle was in it. I think Ray Winston was in it. I, I, I never watched it. Absolute but it was like, lads. you know, working class lads play football. I don't know. And I was auditioning for like the weirdo best friend part. Um, I didn't get it, but I googled it recently and Maria Offacori got it. So I like to imagine that my life could have taken a different path and I could have been Maria Offacori. Um, but no, I'm not. Today I'm here at the South Bank Centre in which I think it's a much better career path. Um, but yeah, and the idea that like, they just came into the school and randomly auditioned people. Like, I didn't want to be in it. I didn't even like acting. I took EPVA, which is Expressive Performance and Visual Arts, as a GCSE. But I hated, I just wanted to dance, I didn't like the acting bit. But if you think, like, so many people have been discovered in that way, there was well, lists of names in that. that was but. this pre or post Billy Elliot? What, the only one Jimmy Grimble? Yeah. I feel like, does anyone know what year Billy Elliot came out? Anyone? Anyone? We've got no prizes. I feel like it's, because this is going to be, I think I was in, like, year 10, so what's that, 19, 98, 99, 99, 99. Because that could have been you, couldn't it? So, that, so ah. it predates Jimmy Grimble. But obviously, I feel like I'm more Billy Elliot because I do my tap dancing yeah, than that I could am have been playing you, football. But 
working class dancing legend. <laughs> but yeah, so you know, the fact that like, you know, I mean, that's why I'm where you're off a Corey obviously got it as well. I mean, I don't know. I'm just putting this backstory on her. They went to a school. They picked her as the token weirdo best friend. And now she's Maria Afakori. But you think about it, like, if you don't reach out and do that, how are they going to get people that aren't, you know, probably, like, mostly middle-class actors? Yeah. Well, when we spoke to the kids from... Um, what's it called again? Reclaim. Yes, yeah, so we yeah. did a podcast with the... Um, a group of young people. Reclaim's like um, an organisation in Manchester that work with working class young people. And there's a, we did um, a podcast with some artists from that group. And they, yeah, they, yeah, they was it? Their teacher brought someone from Hollyoaks into class. Yeah, yeah. And then they were just like, I want to be an actor. Like, they didn't think about that before. They never thought they were going to be actors. And then, like, this kid who looked like them, who sounded like them, and came from near where they came from, they were like, I could be on Ollie Oaks too. So, you know, I feel like... That's what he said, and he was like, that's a bit of me, that. That's a bit of me. I would be on Ollie Oaks now. So, yeah, I feel like sometimes... Because if you think there is quite a lot of working-class people on the telly... Yeah. But you just don't think about it. But, like, it probably is harder these days to get, to get into that, to get on the telly. Unless it's... I think reality TV is, like, the way for working-class people to get on the telly. But then they kind of get this, like... Mm. You know, it's a bit people like, oh yeah, but what do you really do? Get drunk, roll around on the floor, shout in your local dialect. That's 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 your skill. That's kind of what they think. Get your it? teeth white and on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, end of the day, loads of them are millionaires. So, <laughs> so he was laughing now. <laughs> so he was laughing, yeah. If you can just go on telly and wear a bikini for a week, you know, <laughs> and then whiten your teeth every month, you're on to a winner. Get some cash. But yeah, don't know. So when did you? What was there a TV show that you saw on telly that, or a film, but probably mostly TV, like a show that you thought like that's a bit of me. That's a bit of me, and then realised that you were like, oh, I'm like them. I think probably the seminal one was Full Monty, just because it was South Yorks as well. Yeah, and I was like, I've been there and I know that place, and they talk like me, and that's mint. So I think probably Full Monty. But also, like, all the lasses in Full Monty were just mint. <laughs> I think for me, weirdly, like, one of my earliest memories is watching um, Only Fools and Horses with my mum. <laughs> all the shows that, like, I saw were all, like, southern shows. Um, obviously, like, I've watched Corrie a lot in my life. But I think back in then it wasn't as... You don't get as many, like, local actors. But, yeah... I remember, because I remember being like, I had to go to nursery, so I couldn't watch Only Fools and Arse anymore, and I was a bit sad. <laughs> That's some <laughs> young age getting into Only Fools. That's like one of my earliest memories. You know, people like, you know, I was doing like, I remember learning my ABCs. I'm like, I remember being like, don't want to go to nursery, I want to watch Only Fools and Arse. Cush <laughs> um, But yeah, I think that, and also like, I talk about it a lot, but Desmond's, another show set in Peckham. Um, I think that's because it reminded me of going to my grandma's. So, like, I already knew what Peckham was because I watched Only Fools and Arses, so I knew it was where, like, the poor people lived back in the day. And then I think seeing, like, this Caribbean family in, like, this hairdresser, this barbershop hairdresser setting, it was just, yeah, that, for me, was, like, that's, like, my family. I see that, and that's me. I saw it, I saw it represented. Also, Phoenix Nights, I think, is Phoenix another one. Nights. Later on in the... Yeah. Yeah. 
But do you know, what was that series called? That's so Peter K. Before he did Phoenix Nights. Yeah. And there was like Senor Whippy. Do you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> it was about rival ice cream men on the estate. <laughs> I think that was a good one. One of my fa- mum's favourite films as a kid was Rita Sue and Bob 2. Oh, yes. So I think I watched that when I was too young to watch it. Because she was like, this is brilliant, <laughs> let's watch it. So I think that was one that was definitely like, again, lots of like Northerners shouting off. So we kind of knew, I knew then that was some of like that's like that's a that's a bit of me that is that's a bit of me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thinking what else? I think also back to Desmond's because I want to talk about Desmond. I think it was the fact that they they were all like working class, but then the, the older son had become a banker and they completely took the mick out of him, and that's what made me laugh. And I was like, ha, because they were like, you know, they made like jokes about him being a Tory or <laughs> having money and drinking bottled water because it was like the late bottled 80s, water. early 90s. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so I think that... But I don't know about war recently. Obviously, love a bit of Billy Elliot. Obviously. Well, what about if you were to have a film made out of you? Which, you know, likely, right? Because yeah. you're a legend. <laughs> so if you were to have a film made out of you, it would play you. Oh, my God. Who would play me? If you've got any suggestions, shout them up. <laughs> well, I don't know. Have you already thought about this if it was you? Oh, yeah, Sheridan. Oh. All day. <laughs> you, but, yeah, but that's easy because she's like from near you. You know, from... Oh, yeah, she's from... Uh, one of my cousins went to school with Sheridan Smith. Claim to fame, claim to fame. She used to... Her and her family band used to play at my uncle's working men's club. Yeah, my mum's like, oh, I used to go there all the time. Yeah, that's a good one, Sheridan. Bentley Top Club, represent. Don't yeah. know about me. I feel like I'm too niche. <laughs> <laughs> I've got also one a bit northern. I don't want someone doing a pretend northern accent. I'd also like mixed race. Who is there? Who exists? Who is there? <laughs> Who exists? <laughs> Who could play me in a film? Just play myself. Maria Rafa Curry. <laughs> She's been in the wings all this time. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I never thought about that. Well, I can't believe you've never thought about it. That's something I think about all the time, me. <laughs> Who would play me in the film? Oh, so you're not supposed to have someone younger than you. (laughs) Well, beggars can't be choosers, can they? There's not many of us about. It's not a younger version of Sheridan. Also, I did think once, I was like, oh, maybe Maxine Peake. (laughs) (laughs) She's even older. (laughs) Maxine, you're getting Maxine Peake to play you. I feel like Maxine could get into a real Donny vibe, do you know what I mean? (laughs) Um, Good method actor. I don't know who I'd get to play me. I'm not far about that. I'll come back to me, come back to me. I'll have a think, I'll have yeah, I'll shout have a shout it out in a bit. Yeah. But I do. What about more recent programmes? Well, I think the thing that we need to talk about is Gogglebox. I know you, you're birth- <laughs> your birthday to talk about Gogglebox. Because if there's one thing I like to hard sell, it's Gogglebox. But I think mainly it's because you're laughing with people and they say stuff and you're like, it's the sort of stuff that you talk to your family and your friends about that's just mint. Back to that Peter Kay stuff. Like this week, when Grimmy was on about what's, what, <laughs> what scares a ghost and it's putting the big light on. And I was just like, yeah, <laughs> yes, Grimmy. Or when he said about when you die, the day that you die, you've got your ghost outfit on and that's what you're going to wear for the rest of your life. <laughs> I just feel like certain things that people say on Gogglebox, I'm just like, this is, this is mint. These are like all my friends that I've decided are my mates. Well, I guess you can't talk about Gogglebox without not talking about the royal family. Very true. Because I think at the time, I didn't even think about the fact that the royal family was filmed. Like, they, they, it's, it's not only filmed in one room. Maybe they go in the kitchen. Yeah. But, like, I didn't even think until, like, you've read, like, you know, think pieces later on where it's just like, 
working class, groundbreaking people. And you're like, you know, everyone writes a Guardian think piece about something now. But at the time, I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to watch this programme because, one, set in Manchester, so I'll probably watch it. Two, they're just sat on the sofa, and she reminds me of my auntie Diana, so I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seeing people that look like people you know as well. But I didn't actually think at the time I'm watching a programme about people watching the telly, which essentially is what the royal family is. Yeah. Yep, totally. And, like, so if we think about Gogglebox, you know, from the OG days, because we, we've both watched it from right from the beginning to now, who's your favourite? I don't know. I think it was um, Sandra and... Sandy and Sandra? Yeah. <laughs> Again, just because I'm, like, you, you're like my aunties, so... <laughs> <laughs> With that pot noodle cup. <laughs> Legend. Well, even the celebrity ones are mint, like... Um, I feel like this recent series has got loads of top bananas on it. Go on then, who's your, who's your ultimate? Bez and Sean. Can't get enough of it when you're asking for a dandelion and burdock. <laughs> Just the little things, isn't it? <laughs> Just the little things. But um, thinking other recent programmes, Chewing Gum. Oh, Chewing Gum's I amazing. slept on that for a bit. Um, and then I watched it. And that, for me, was like another perfect representation of like... It's working class. And it wasn't grey. Do you know, like, often, like, now, programmes about working class life, everything's grey and hard yeah. and gritty. Even if it's a comedy, it's grey and hard and gritty, but with some laughs. Whereas that was a really bright, really fun, you know... It, again, it was, like, laughing, like, at in-jokes. And it was silly and it was daft. And it showed, like, community spirit and people having a good time. And that's what I want... That's the kind of representation I want to see. Yeah, working and um, when they work in that, it's not even like a corner shop. It's like actually in in the estate. Isn't yeah, it, it's that like shop? the shop on the. I mean, I'd call that the precinct, but I don't know if that's a. Yeah, it's like built into the the beast of the estate, isn't it? But yeah, chewing gum was mint, and like even just seeing people that's not like out there just doing petty crime. <laughs> <laughs> like petty crime is funny, but, but do you know what I mean? In them types of shows, yeah, it's you a... want someone who's like a wheeler dealer. But also, it doesn't always have to be Top Boy, even though Top Boy's men. <laughs> it doesn't always need to be, like, working-class people in Top Boy. <laughs> no, you could just be, like, someone... Just having a laugh. Someone trying to have some sex. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, you know, wearing a vest and getting gravy down it. <laughs> just, like, nice little things like that. Wearing a vest and getting gravy down it. <laughs> that's, that's what the, you want to see on telly. That's the content that I want to see. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to sell it to the BBC. I've got this show. <laughs> someone, but I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I feel like that's some... What's his name? Onslow in uh, the, the Upper Hand. Is that what's even called? The Upper Hand? Hyacinth Bouquet? Is that what it's called? Yeah, that's... Is that what it was called? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I feel like that's Hyacinth what... Hyacinth Bouquet, yeah. That's what he'd be doing, getting, having, wearing his vest, getting gravy down it. So, last week, I was talking to my dad, and he... <laughs> He used the phrase, the sausage, to describe the council. Have you ever heard that phrase in your life? <laughs> I've told you, that's just your mum and dad making it up. Honestly, I've known my dad for a few years, right? And I swear he's never <laughs> said it. He's never said that phrase before. And then he was like, what, the sausage? The sausage, isn't it? The sausage. <laughs> You've never said that and I've never heard it. But anyway, so glad, glad it's not just us. <laughs> the sausage. <laughs> um, do you think... Like, especially, like, obviously, the full... Like, premise of something like The Full Monty. Even, like, the premise of, like, um, Billy Elliot, but that was kind of, like, set, set 
not at the time it was made, whereas Foremost was set in the time it was made. And it's about like unemployment and stuff. Yeah. And obviously, because we're living in the times that we're living in, do you think you could make another film that's like you feel good, similar, you know, like people struggling, not getting a job, either doing angry tap dancing or taking the kit off? Like, do you think you could, you know, <laughs> do, you think, do you think the world needs a, a yeah, kind of, what do they call it? Like a heart, no, not a heart, like, what do they call it? Like, just like an uplifting. Like heartwarming type Yeah. Thing. Well, it'd have to be through Zoom, wouldn't it? Through <laughs> Zoom. Like, how, how are you making your money? And also, people who haven't got iPads and computers and that, because they're poor. How were they, you know, how were they hustling around that time? So, yeah, what would it look like now if you made, like, a full Monty or a Billy Elliot now? Well, you'd be a what SoundCloud would... rapper at King's Cross. <laughs> you'd be a SoundCloud. That's how they'd make the money. Like, I've not got a job. It made two quid out of me yesterday. <laughs> I'd be a SoundCloud <laughs> rapper. Someone's dad, like, I've not got a job. I'm struggling. Yeah. Benefits aren't covering it. It's all right, I'm going to be a SoundCloud rapper. Be creative, do your own thing. I don't know. I don't know if that. I don't know if that would be the premise. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if that would. Maybe you'd invent an app. But then you've got to have tech, haven't you? You've got to think about your natural talent. You go to the library. The library's short. How do I get on? Oh, yeah. Actually, I don't know what. I don't like know what Bridget the Jones, but like a working class version. I've never seen Bridget Jones. You know this. I'm missing out. I don't know if I am. Am I missing out? <laughs> no, apparently. <laughs> the, 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 the votes are in. I'm not missing out. So, yeah. <laughs> How many black people are in Bridget Jones? Exactly. I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> not so many. Not so many. Um, if you were going to be on the telly, what would you be on? Gogglebox. Is that what? <laughs> <laughs> That's my dream. Have you applied? I did once. Yeah. I did once, but I didn't even get a call back. You know, like they do local auditions. Yeah. Nothing. They just need to see me, do you know what I mean? Just yeah. need to see me chatting, watching television. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you could just, like, start a YouTube channel and keep tagging a like minute. Like Mo. <laughs> just watching Homes Under the Hammer on YouTube. Um, I don't know what I'd want to be on. I have actually been on the telly, though. Yeah, let's hear that. Well, I've been on the telly... I was on the news once. I was coming out of Affleck's Palace. I worked there. and uh, I don't even... I didn't know you were on the news. It was, like, two seconds, and I come out, I was wearing, like, a dog tooth... Jackets. It's probably like you know, circa 2005 when I'm like in the rockabilly phase, and um, the news people were like, "Oh, we like your look. Can you just walk down the stairs again in the background?" Iconic. So that was it. I feel like I've been on the telly in the background another time. Was that local news? Actually, well? I was on the telly. I was on the one show. Were there? <gasps> a week after I was on the proper telly, I was on the one show doing the um, the cam, the you know, the um, electric slide slash cameo dance with Michelle Visage. Uh, but the week before that, I was on a quiz show. I've always wanted to be on a quiz show. I really love quiz shows. Quiz shows are working class, I've just decided. S side note, you know when someone's on a quiz show um, and they say, like, what are you going to spend the money on? And they'll go, a cruise or, like, a second home or a big car. My mum always goes, well, they don't need the money, do they? It's like, she feels like only people who need the money go on a quiz show. <laughs> she gets really annoyed. She's like, they don't need the money. What are they doing on there? Like, if you people are like, I need to pay the bills, you know, I've got to pay my rent, I've got no electric, so I've come on a cruise show. That's what she wants to do. I just see. want to not pay rent for a year. She wants to see people going on a cruise. She's like, they don't need the money. But yeah, so I went on a quiz show. And in my head, I thought we might win and we were going to buy my sister a new car. But we, we went out in the first round. So um, went on a quiz show, the hit list, where you have to guess song intros. Um, sadly, me and my sister... I only have an expansive knowledge between the years of 1990 to the year 2001. 
Um, we're actually now in the year 2021. We were in 2019 then, so we struggled a bit. The first round was the Brits. As soon as they said it, we were like, we were like, we're not, we're not going to know the Brits. Goodbye, car. But I would like to point out, I feel like it was groundbreaking TV because there was me and my sister, and then there was um, a sister and brother duo who were both black, and then a couple who were white, and then there was Michelle and uh, Rochelle and Marvin. Um, so I feel like to have that many people of colour on one show at one time on the BBC was groundbreaking. So I feel like I've, I've brought TV forward. I think you and Si also increased the viewing figures no end because everybody at World were like, Selena's on this week. <laughs> we better get watching it. Yeah. My mum and dad watched it. They were like, ooh, Selena. Did you know RM's friend's on the hit list? You know what? Because we came on. I think the reason we got on was because um, we did like loads of like rounds to get on. But, like, my dad had a number one hit in the 70s, so that was a thing. Just we just mentioned that, dad's that in. And I've just realised my dad's been on top of the pops and I've never asked him. He's been on TV a few times. I've never spoke to him about it. We need to get him on. Yeah. He'll not him. remember what it... That was, like, what, 40 <laughs> years ago. He'll not remember. But, yes, you know, obviously I've come from a, lo a long legacy of performers. <laughs> we were meant to be on the telly. <laughs> it was your destiny. But I don't know what other, other kind of show I'd want to be on. Well, you'd be on Gogglebox with me. Do you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's in my vision. You think? Get on there. Just get an absolute, like, well, I guess I'm not going on it with you then. <laughs> no, I'll come on. I just don't feel like I watched that much telly. I watched loads of telly growing up, but now, I don't know. I kind of miss the olden days. That's the thing. Just watch I'm, it all on gold. I'm the sort of person that quite liked knowing when your programme was on the telly. So, like, oh, it's Friday because this is on. I'm not really... Highlighted radio times. Yeah, I'm not really good at binging. I, like, basically, I need what's on the telly to give me a marker of what day of the week it is. <laughs> Gogglebox on Friday. <laughs> when it's, like, all over, I'm just like, I don't, know what day, I don't know what day of the week is. All you need to do, put some, like, gold on, or one of them channels that's just the same stuff all day. Yeah. You'll be fine. You won't even know what year it is. I mean, that's, I mean, I pretty much just watch, like, old episodes of The Chase a lot. That's what I watch. I watch a lot of quiz shows on telly. I feel like quiz shows is a bit of a thing, though. Like, when you said before, every time I go around my mum or dad's or my aunt's or whatever, there's just always The Chase on. It's because it's just always easy, isn't it? It's like, you know, like in the late 90s when his friends were always on. And I was yeah. just like, it's always The Chase. Or Come Down With Me <laughs> <laughs> on reruns. But, so, should we... Uh, Ask. Should we ask the audience? Yeah. What's what? your uh, favourite working class telly characters? What's your favourite working class shows? These mics will pick you up if you want to, like, have a bit of a walk Shout over. Shout out. We've got some prompts there. Anyone you've seen? Anyone you think we've missed from our uh, amazing working class TV slideshow? Do you know what? I'm going to give a special shout out to... Um, I feel like presenters in general, yeah. while you, you're all thinking... I love a presenter that's got a regional accent. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I can get into that. I feel like there was a, there was a, a time, maybe like a few years ago, where everybody was from like Greater Manchester, like your Oldhams, your Charlies. That was, that was a thing, everyone liked that kind You're of accent. You're my mate. <laughs> um, but I, one of my favorite TV presenters, Alison Hammond, just gonna throw that out there. Yeah, you see? <laughs> um, you know, when everyone was watching, I'm not very good at watching documentaries, I can't concentrate, but she did this documentary um, about black British history and it was my kind of documentary because she was over with her nails done and she was having a laugh and it, I learned some stuff. 
because, you know, I was invested. But yeah, somebody, you know, someone that can have a laugh on the telly, that's what I like. Like Kathy Burke when she has a cup of tea but with two tea bags and she lets it stew for 20 minutes and then drinks it with the tea bags left in. <laughs> that's the sort of content that I like to see on a documentary not edited out. <laughs> I, would, I want to know how someone takes the it's tea. It's not part of the interviews. It's not part of anything. She's just there moaning about tea. She's got this new show on at Minute, and the first episode, she was booting off at these kids in this, like, um, YouTuber world, and they're making loads of money in this, like, expensive house that they rent, just making content all day. And um, she arrived, and she's like, let's have a cup of tea then. And they were like, oh, no, we ain't got no tea. And then one of them says, we've got, like, I don't know, she said... We've got oat milk and then maybe fruit tea or something. And she was just like, what? She made one of the lads go to the shop to get a tea. <laughs> That's, That's that. what we like. Um, who else? Who Have else you got any? Anybody want to talk about? No? No. Tell you, do you know who I want to talk about? <laughs> just TV mans, you know, mums on telly. They're one of my favourite sets of characters. Yes. Uh, one of my favourite TV mums, uh, My Mad Fat Diary. So I loved that show, because again, it was set in a time, night nice, it's close to my heart, me and Ray had the same Care Bear bedspread um, <laughs> that I kept a bit too long because I thought I was edgy, because I'm a teenager, but I've got a Care Bear bedspread, and I loved it. I probably still got it. Send it your way, Shana. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then, um, but yeah, um, Linda Bouchetat, so her mum, was that kind of no-nonsense working class mum so yeah I love a, I love a, a working class mum on the telly they're my you know like just get stuff done tells it like it is not yeah. messing about no messing about that's what what more of that either real life or fictional I'm trying to think of some more mums if we had on there that's mums I don't know we spent about seven hours making this so I think we should have it <laughs> at the front of our minds like Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I think, watch, yeah, I liked watching Roseanne again as a kid. It was like the first time I watched an episode of Malcolm in the Middle. Even though they're American, and I think in the first episode, the mum opens the door with no bra on because she's, like, trying to do 50 <laughs> things. I'm like, I could see my mum doing that. She's like, what do you want? And the teacher's like, um, and it's chaos. And I was like, I can relate to that. <laughs> in the same way that, yeah, Roseanne was always a bit chaotic, wasn't it, the show? And it was always a bit like people coming and going and whatnot. And tough love as well. Yeah. Lots of tough love. But I think that's one of the main things, isn't it? Like, that, that tough love approach. Because you get, like, people who are, oh, they're too harsh. And, like, you know, on them horrible shows where you've got, like, the whole poverty porn thing going yeah. on. And they make out that the working-class mums are too tough. And it's like, but that's the sort of love that we all, we all know about and we're all used to. It's not that kind of, like... I don't know. It's not... Obviously, everybody hasn't got the same type of mum. But I feel like seeing that represented was really nice. You know, and actually having it seem to be as endearing. Yeah. Do you like having to actually be like, no, listen, you were going to do your own work or you're not having no super noodles for your tea. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> because otherwise, you know, if you don't push your kids sometimes, you don't get that. Yeah. You know, if you've got to work harder, if you're like up against adversity, yeah. you kind of need someone to just be like, look, pack it in. <laughs> <laughs> get it done. Shut up and get upstairs. You're grounded for 100 days. There must be some... Uh... Some quality, some TV mums that we can't think of. I can't believe that we forgot everybody that we put on this slideshow because we were doing it for ages. <laughs> it proper took ages because we're having to Google, are they legit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
is this a working class show? <laughs> yeah, and, and that's how we also found out that Mike Skinner is not legit. But um, what's your, who knew that? What's your criteria for watching something on the telly? Like, there's a, for certain things, like if it's going to be a crime show, for example, yeah. then I'm like, is it set in the north of England? Does it star Saran Jones or Leslie Sharp? Yeah, I'm probably going to watch it. Yes. <laughs> That's like my criteria for a crime show. It don't, it don't matter. Also, or even Sarah Lancashire. Yeah, I like, like it. I'll any watch that. genre. It yeah. could be any genre as long as a select couple of lasses are on it. <laughs> I think you just named all of them there as well. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? If you're going to watch something, what reels you in? Them lasses. Yeah. If it's set ideally in like Manchester. Or Sheffield, or yeah. Barnsley, maybe. Yeah. Like, it's just like all the best films and telly, it's all in them regions. It's got to be legit, though. I feel like if you've just got a mismatch of accents, it don't feel real. You want, like, a proper close-knit of people with their own phrases and their own dialects. Because <laughs> that's the best bit. You're like, oh, did you hear Saran Jones use that phrase? <laughs> I would pretty much just watch Saran Jones do anything. Me too. Why is she not on Gogglebox with Leslie Sharp? <laughs> what, as Scott and Bailey? Yeah. <laughs> Scott and Bailey needs to just be renewed until the end of time. With like, don't know what else. Yeah, that's my, that's my crime show criteria. I think my general show is like, are people having a laugh? Rather than doom and gloom? Yeah. I've had enough doom. The, the world's doom and gloom. I need to have a laugh. Do you know what I mean? Be true. Well, I guess like, to to summarise all the things that we've seen on these screens today. Like, what, I keep getting wafts of fish. <laughs> no. It's just the beauty of being like by the water and in London with like loads of eateries, I don't know. I, I try, I'm like, there's the fish again. <laughs> I'm just providing some description for those who are listening on the audio. It's an audio description. These are, the, these are the, you know, conditions that we're working in today. The scent of fish. Um, yeah, of all these people that are on these screens, I think, when we started working on the presentation of it, like putting this... Is it a show reel? What is it? I was going to call it a slideshow. Slideshow, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, when we were putting it together, I was just like, oh, so many like good ones. And then when we, we were about seven hours deep into making it, I thought <laughs> we could do another seven hours because we started thinking about new people, didn't we? Yeah. Like, oh, what about that person on that soap? And that's really nice. Because when we, when we first started it out, it was like, do you know if you Google working class TV... There's about five articles that are any good. And think really, pieces. Yeah, think pieces. And <laughs> all, all doom the, and gloom. Yeah, they all talk about Roseanne, and it's all like American side of things. They talk about Shameless sometimes. But, the but really, one. there's not much like British stuff, a bit of royal family. But then I think actually, there's loads, especially in ITV drama. Well, I was thinking, I'm like, you know how I like to make everything about class? Yes. Or race, that's my thing. <laughs> and I was like, are soaps working class? And I'm like, they are, aren't they? Yeah, pretty much. Like, Corrie's like the first soap. It's got a knicker factory. Yeah, and I feel like they all live on the same street. They all go to the pub a lot. You know, it's, very, it's like maybe like old school working class. Yeah. Like the, the premise of a soap. Apart from Emmerdale's a bit of a weird one. They've got like one working class family and then the rest is a bit, what is going on? It's all a bit... Um, trying to transcend your class, I think, in Emmerdale. <laughs> <laughs> like, they it's don't like, want it. We live in the country, so we've got some working class, but we've also got some non-working class. But yeah, and I was just thinking about, I was like, 
you know, maybe I'll do a PhD on like, I mean, it's not what <laughs> like the, the working classness of soaps, of soap operas. I like, who watches soaps? Your nan, religiously. Again, because you know what day of the week it is, it's good to know. That's <laughs> the only reason. <laughs> oh, know. it's Wednesday. <laughs> Thank like, you, Cora, whatever. And it's, I don't know, and I feel like it's watching, I'd say like your life, like obviously it's like three murders a week, 400 affairs. Plane crash. Some, some yeah, the, the Metrolinks come off and fall into the corner shop, never happened. But I feel like, it, aside from that, it's the mundane, it's the day-to-day -day of kind of working class representation. Like you said, people either work in like a knicker factory or they, they work in the pub and they, but they still afford this house. I don't know how that like works. A, <laughs> I work like in hospitality. A pain in the ass boss at the knicker factory. Yeah. And then when, what the, when you're getting your hair done, what conversations you have. It's all that good stuff, isn't it? Yeah. And you get that in soaps more than you get it anywhere else. Yeah, I feel like that is like, like you were saying, if you wanted to see someone with gravy on the vest, you'd find that in the soap. <laughs> that's, that's the kind of TV show you'd find it in. You know, they're not yeah. trying to be like groundbreaking. Obviously, they're getting more diverse, but they're not trying to be like, we have to be edgy or do this. But they're still quite long lasting. So yeah, watch out my PhD coming in 2022. What even year are we in, 2021? Um, about... The cl I need a catchy title. I think you have to do some other schooling before you can do a PhD, do you? <laughs> what are you trying to say? My GCSEs are not going to get me straight from GCSE yeah, to PhD. I don't think they're going to just let you in for that. I'll write it anyway. <laughs> you, no one can stop me. Who's going to stop me? The people write a book. Yeah. Publish it on Medium. Do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start a TV show about the, the, class, the class politics behind soap operas. That's what I'll call it's it. Got, there you I go. mean, surely somebody must have done it. Or maybe it's just no working class people ever got to that level where they were like, I'm free. I don't need to do all this stuff anymore to like prove myself. Like do real subjects. <laughs> <laughs> I can talk about soaps, mint. I can talk about soaps. I can, uh, you know, talk to all the, uh, all the celebs that come in the shop. Oh, yeah, have you had some celebs in your shop? But obviously quite a few Corrie actors. My favourite was when Hayley offered Corrie and Mark... Martin, um, is that his name? David's dad, Sarah Louise's dad. He makes cheese now. But they come in the <laughs> shop as the real life people, because they're real life people. And then they were having a catch up and it was really bizarre. They're like, are you? How are you? You're all right. And I was like, I'm not too bad. Was it the same accent? Yeah, Tracy Barlow, the, the now one, not the original, someone that works friends with the original and she's legit. The one yeah. now, we, uh, when we stopped selling a product, she came in, got really angry and said to us, you'll regret it, and then stormed out. So, yeah, you know, not everyone in, in soap understands the, uh, the class politics of being in a soap. <laughs> Little did That's they know they would get shamed on the stage no, today. But what would be, right then, before we finish... Your, what would be like your dream show and who would you put in it? It would, it would basically be Scott and Bailey. <laughs> because I feel it exists, like your dream show exists. It already exists because it's got all the best bits. It's got the best lasses. Yeah. It's in the best location. It's crime. It's crime, which is one of your favourite Yeah. One of your favourite things. So I feel crime. like it, yeah. It'd be that or it'd be Gogglebox. <laughs> what about if you merged the two? The two. So it's like cops who go home after a hard day and then watch telly. Yes, yeah, so you And don't... they've got gravy on the vest while so, they're watching so telly. Like, like the bit, you know, you don't see them solving the crimes. You just talk about the crimes. I want a right state like... this crime scene today. Oh, I'm my God. To and you figure it out as, like, they're watching telly. Nearly you know, put like... me off my dinner, that did. <laughs> There's yeah, always that'd be them, perfect. Then, like... 
like Deaf in Paradise or Columbo's, where you just see a thing and then they're like, I figured it out. They'd like be watching like someone on the telly and they'd be like, I figured it out. That'd be your dream show. Yeah, what about you? Oh, am I, I feel like, I wouldn't know, it'd involve, maybe someone worked in a crisp factory. Yeah. It'd be set in a crisp factory and maybe someone wants to be like a dancer or something. That they're true calling. It basically, yeah, and then basically, it's a bit like Billy Elliot's, you know, they want to, you know, they want to go to like be a famous dancer and they kind of like all the people in the crisp factory help them out. Set in Manchester, obviously, um, but in North Manchester, not in South Manchester or Central, in North. Yeah. Um, yeah. And maybe we'll get H to do the, uh, the opening title. Do a bit of spoken word for yeah. the beginning of it. But yeah, so, and it'd be, yeah, the, the whole thing would be like trying to get this person. But then they'd, then they'd go and they'd get face, but really they just want to go back and work at the Chris Factory. I like it. I would watch it. Would you? 10 out of 10 would watch. I don't know what celebs I'd have in it, though. Rashford. <laughs> Marcus Rashford. Maybe he could just do a cameo. It'd be like any excuse you know, like to get when, Marcus um, Rashford in. Who did a cameo in Chewing Gum? Was it Stormzy? No, he was it. No. I can't, I can't when remember. When she pretending, is it? When she's like, I'm going out with him, it's my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've always got to like orchestrate the love interest as well. Yeah. You know, just like, what were I watching recently? And someone, oh, I'm totally going to blank. But I was watching something and I thought, you've absolutely created that show just so you can smooch that dreamboat. <laughs> just like cast the right people in the show. Have you thought about who will play you in the film or the TV show yet? No. Has anyone else got any ideas of who would play me in the film of me? Nobody exists. Maybe I need to do some open casting, go across the schools of what the about, Northwest. What about that last from Queer as Folk that you like? Oh, I did a dance class with her once, yeah. Donna. Um, I don't, yeah, I did a dance class. Did a dance class with Becky Afakori as well. I did a dance <laughs> class with Donna from Queer as Folk when I was like a teenager, and I think. She came to two lessons and then she stopped coming because I think I just kept being like, it's Donna of Queer as Folk, it's Donna of Queer as Folk. And Can I, I put sit her next to you, please? Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, maybe. I don't know what she's up to these days. She's a bit older than me, but not by much, so I reckon it'd work. Yeah, wouldn't have to pay much money, maybe. No, but I think I'd want to find a rising star, you know, give them a platform when they're playing <laughs> the level <laughs> A rising star, oh my yeah. God. Um, but no. Right, last final question. Yeah. If you were going to watch one TV show for the rest of your life, what would it be? I mean, you know what I'm going to say, though. What, because Gogglebox? I'm... Yeah. <laughs> no, that's cheating, because you get to watch other shows through Gogglebox. Yeah, but... So no, you're not allowed Gogglebox. But that's the best thing. You've allowed. got my game there, because I would get to see all the best bits of the shows. They spoil all the shows, so you don't need to bother spending hours watching them. No, you're not. No, right. You get the celebrities on. There's loads of boyfriends on it. Other than Gogglebox, what other show? Scott Bailey. <laughs> I don't know. I'd, I would have loved to have been on the Royal Family, though. Yeah. No, it's not, it's not what show do you want to be on. It's what show can you only watch one TV Royal show family. for the rest of your life. <laughs> what would you watch? Royal Family, probably, as well. Because it's just so good. I rewatched it all at Christmas. Because, you know, Christmas is a bit depressing this year. Yeah. Also, I was on my own for a year <laughs> solid <laughs> in my house with nobody to talk to other than the cat and zoom so yeah i decided now is the time to watch all of royal family from start to finish yeah and um so this is <laughs> <laughs> so that's... Um, yeah so i think it just brings you joy doesn't it like i knew everything was gonna happen i knew that mambo f number five was gonna start and he had his wallpaper thing do you know like that spatula that he's scraping all, and i just knew it was gonna be mint i knew the joy was coming <laughs> So, yeah, 
I could just sit and watch that forever and not be bored. I feel, I don't know what mine would be. Maybe just Desmond's. Because I've watched that, re-watched all that again last year. And most of it has, I'd say like 95, 98% of it has aged well. You know, like sometimes you watch <laughs> something from the past and you're like, oh, you're like, that joke's not, no. no. Um, but not only has it aged well, depressingly, a lot of it's still relevant. Like, some, you know, the serious storylines yeah. that's in there. But yeah, maybe that or... I don't know. I was like, I was like, what shows do I watch? I've watched things like My Soul Called Life, which isn't a working class show, but has the working class icon, Top Ricky Vasquez, on there. Um, yeah, shout out to Ricky Vasquez. So maybe I'd just watch the scene at the World Happiness Dance where he dances to Hadaway for the rest of my life <laughs> and nothing else. <laughs> That's what I'd watch. That. So, yeah. On that note, I think we're done. Yeah. So uh, thanks. Thanks for coming to hear us talk about telly at you, to you. Um, send us telly recommendations that we might not have seen. Obviously, I've clearly not watched anything past the year 2001. So anything past then, I probably uh, am into it. No telly and, uh, quiz shows for you on anything past that time. No. I'll do that bit. You can do the early bit. Yeah. <laughs> I've watched everything. Yeah, you, so if you want recommendations, then ask us, because you do watch everything on Literally telly. everything, and then yeah. hard sell everything to everybody on the back of it. Yeah, but yeah, so uh, thanks for having us. And uh, one day you might see us on the actual telly. Yes! <laughs> Petition to get us on Gogglebox. Thanks! Yes, <laughs> mate. Oh, it smells of fish so fast. I can't really smell it. <laughs>